Hello there. So I'm back now with my spoiler talk for Zack Snyder's Justice League. So full disclosure, this is a full-on spoiler discussion going into a bit more depth about the film. So I've uh, done a completely non-spoiler review. I posted that on a Friday. So if you've not seen it but you want to hear stuff about it, probably the best listen to that first. And then once you've seen the film for yourself, then come back to the spoiler talk. Or if you don't care about spoilers, fair enough. But you want to listen, I'm happy with that. Either way, as long as you know. So I'm going full on spoilers from right now. I'm not going to do a blow by blow kind of anything like that because I don't have a photo to accurate memory and it's four hours long so I'll be here all fucking day. But, you know, what I said in the non-spoiler view, what I like about this is this, this really links in seamlessly to Batman vs Superman. I that because it starts with quite the Superman death. Again, and then with the screams now being heard right throughout the universe and that awakens the Lyric's dark side, when the, the protector is gone, it's all, and which was also linked because Lyric's Luthor starts going on about dark side at the end of Batman vs Superman, which we never seen in the fantasy of the teacup of Justice League, which made literally no sense. However, this rectifies that straight away in the credit sequence here, which is a great way to start off with. The, the weirdest thing, if you look back in the 2017 film, you've got that little video where Superman's talking to this kid, you can see. And the cowboy's moustache you can CGI on. And then you've got this weird scene of Batman's like trying to catch a parademon but he likes a criminal go. He just like literally likes this the, the guy go so that guy could go and do any other things. And the mother of the kids payments just like what happened then, so that made literally no fucking sense. And of course you have that weird song. <laughs> over the over the opening credits of the, the Justice League, everybody, dude, what was that all about? <laughs> I don't know, but there you have it. So, uh, yeah, this gets things off to a much stronger start when it's up to end, and you can almost tell that George Whedon really tampered with the beginning of this film quite a bit. That's where you can tell already. So, uh, we also get to Bruce Wayne going to uh, Arthur Curry, meeting Arthur Curry much earlier, so you will get to this much quicker in the four hour version than we did in the two hour version. We've got all the bollocks with Bruce Wayne back then, but with Batman and then the Paradigm and the robber that he lets away, we've got all that bollocks, so we actually get to this a lot quicker. See, Mark is quite what, mostly similar, except there's bits with like, all the Atlantic, all the people uh, well, Aquaman down starts singing, which isn't really needed, but then again, it's actually quite a nice atmospheric thing, so yeah, no problem with it. We've got the Wonder Woman scene in the museum, which is mostly similar, but a few different things in there. This was always, again, one of the good scenes as well of the 2017 version. Like I said, we've got one of the roof robbers from the kind of fact and kill you or something. So yeah, we, we get our F bombs in since it's R, so there you go. Uh, so yeah, yeah, this was really strong. Again, so a lot of the stuff in the early part is quite similar, other than like the first couple of scenes, two or three scenes. Get to Wonder Woman, I don't think it's the Racemus, I think it's called. There you go. Again, this scene though, this is where you really start to see the striking differences, especially with Steppenwolf, where as I said, Steppenwolf was a bad CG cartoon character in the first film. Just looked terrible. However, we get to the second one, we get to this one. He's got his new armor, the CGI is so much better, it's untrue. And he's a complete badass, absolute badass in this. He's got like arrows sticking out of him. The action scene, which was fun, I did like this action scene in the 2017 version, but this cleaned up and his 
even better a way better. See if he seems to have it in for horses. He's going about flinging them about. <laughs> that just like chucks one and he frees the horse homicide. Seems to be on his mind, so this was a great scene. This was even better than the scene that was already one of the strongest scenes in the original cut. So this was incredibly well done. This was great. We also have a little other thing like with Barry Allen. Yet the scene where he does say bye because he's going for an interview at the pet shop. This is a fun little scene. It's one of those things that just cut. It doesn't really matter. It was cut, but it's a fun little thing to have for an extra cut. So I thought it would have been in the original thing. But the fact that it's here, it's a good little extra, to be honest. He's a rough little scene. If you've got, you've got the odd thing up there, where like the. The, 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 the character crashes, but you see like a sesame seed in slow motion. That's one thing that did we really need that. Not really, but you know, it's actually like loves his slow motion, he always has. That's always been one of his things, so fair enough. I mean, we'll give him it. Hey, it's his movie, we'll give him it. We'll give it. That was a fun option when he saves Iris, which, hey, that we know that'll probably lead in more to the sequel, so yeah, a fun option. Just a bit of fair to his Iris, but we know it. So, yeah. There you go, that is what it is. This is a fun little extra. The fact that it was missing from the original cut didn't really affect it in any way, but yeah, fun little extra. However, biggest difference, of course, Cyborg. And even watching the, the original cut for the first time, I remember just thinking, there's a walking cut for him, without even knowing what was going on behind the scenes, or all, all the stuff that happened for the official of Josh Whedon and everything like that. There's a lot of stuff happening. You just need to just tell tons of that to be cut. And I don't know why, because let's be real. To your casual movie audience, not many people know Cyborg. He's not an A-list character. Casual viewers know Batman's backstory. You, know, you don't need to be a huge Batman fan to get the gist of his backstory. But Cyborg, how many people know Cyborg's backstory? Not really many. So you just basically have him do it already as a big robot guy. Who's I get his dad? It's like the day. You get the gist of it, I mean, but he's never really fleshed out in any depth. Whereas these are really great scenes. You get to see that he's a hacker even before when he's not when he's human, before he gets, uh, he's in the car accident. Actually, he is a, a genius for hacker. He can change people's grades and things like that. And I see him at the football game. He's a star player. He gets to win and play for them. Team, but his mum's up there in the crowd. But his dad's not there, he's only working, he's, he's got daddy issues, dad. But you know, that was, let's see, great option. And then of course the character scene, the tragedy happened. And also as well, the, the mother, the actress to play the mother, she was really good. So why was she cut? I don't know. So there you go. These scenes added so much. They were simple and yet they added so much. These were great. It's really helped everything flash out. The cyborg thing, pun intended to. I don't know, there you go. Other little thing, uh, Barry Allen does it when his dad in jail. Uh, I, I don't think, I might be wrong here, but I think in this cut, you don't have the bit when he draws the moustache on which, to be fair, I think that's the one thing they've cut from the reading cut that I actually like. <laughs> so there you go, I don't think that was it. But when he's talking to his dad, they do actually mention that he's been framed for the murder of his, of his what he's been framed for the murder of his mother, which was never mentioned in the original cut. Again, that's one of those things where if you've never seen the TV show or anything like that, or followed the Flash character, you're like, alright, oh, why is his dad in jail? Is he a cook? Like, you know, what, why am I meant to have sympathy for him? You know, so there you go. Little, just one, amazing how one line can flesh things out and give you so much more information to like, the casual viewer. 
there you have it though. There you have it. So, and of course, uh, Bushwick meets Barry Allen. This is much the same, apart from Barry Allen's not prattling on about brunch, so that's no big loss. Like, much the same, like, chucks the, the bat, and then asks him, What's your superpower? A mooch. And you're like, Yeah, okay, fair enough. So that's all much the same. Then we get to how it ends with the interrogation scene as well, which was there. That's kind of similar. There's a lot of things, there's like, some really great stuff there. There's scene where like, the paradigms are pulling out the. You've got them in the water and they're dragging out Atlanteans. And stepping over which torturers just put out right and find out where the mother box is, puts this weird bug thing out. This was cool, that was badass. See what I mean? Stepping over, badass. Other thing as well, we'll we learn that he's got this huge depth to darts. I think he's got something like 50,000 worlds he's got to get. And then when you look at the CGI this time, he actually has a sad look on his face. And then it's like there was like literally no emotion at all in the other character, as I say, bad cartoon character. It's just time he's sitting with little sad faces with dark sides chewing them in, and you're like, what? This is <laughs> so much better. So much better, this film is. It's, like, it's little things like that that make it better. And, uh, and of course, there's another little underwater puzzle, stepping over an Aquaman, where it's a good fight in the room, but stepping over This was cool. Why was this car? You know, this was awesome. I really enjoyed this. You know, this was great. Um, of course we get to the, the Superman Resurrection scene, some of it's quite similar, which is fine. And but what, now, when Superman was resurrected, this was clearly by a mild best scene in the original cut. And this scene is still awesome, and yet he still managed to act it and prove it when he's got little interactions with Flash that weren't in the original cut. And they cut out the bit where Superman says to Batman, boom, boom. Which was kind of stupid. In the past got there, we know Batman thinks he actually is human. So the throwback to Batman thinks that there's a Superman from the original cut was kind of stupid, so thankfully they've got that. So they've managed to even improve on the most awesome scene in the original cut. Great. But here's what things get even better. In the original cut at this point, Steppenwolf gets the third mother box just because he just really got a bunch of idiots and then we put around. I'm not making that up, we actually just leave it around and it just comes and picks up. Around that time, I think. However, this time, you've got like, <clears throat> Cyborg's dad takes it into the, the lab and he's trying to disintegrate and he sacrifices himself, essentially so, which leads to a powerful, exciting sequence. But Cyborg does get involved. But it's almost like a redemption in many ways for, for Cyborg's dad after everything that's happened, so. <coughs> so that's so much more powerful, so much more interesting than the shit again in the history. Another huge improvement. Of course, you've got some other artwork mentioned as well. The great little scene where it's, you think that it's um, Martha Kent talking to Wallace Lane. It's great, it's actually really believable, really believable grief. It's a great little scene. Then there's a swerve, which comes out. Eyes go, it's Martian Manhunter, and I just say, why did the characters do this? He was in Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel, so this was a cool reveal. The one thing I would say is, um, where was he during the fight at the end, and where was he when like, Superman was fighting Zord, was he, just, was he too scared to take the upset? To be fair, that's probably what it was, because there is a lot of tension against aliens, so that's probably what it was, but now he's maybe, because there's more and more People coming forward, maybe he was more comfortable. I don't know. Speaking about that later, though. 
That was a great little scene I thought I'd like, I'd like to touch on. Of course, you get some great moments for Clark and Lord Sunderfarm. Well, what you get is when Superman goes, you get certain you've got the voiceovers from like Jarrell, so Crow is his dad, and then like, you know, Tom Crosby and stuff like that. But he gets the black suit Superman, you've got the Man of Steel theme comes in, it's great. He goes to see Alfred. Which reminds me, this the scene where he says, let's hope you're not too late. I remember that being in the trailer for the original cut. Reminded me as well. So there you go. That was good. And of course we get to the finale, and again, this is like night and day, because the finale was fine in the original cut, but CGI really let it down so much better here. And what I loved, as I said in the non-spoiler reviews, everyone gets their moment to shine. And their own individual hero moment is so great. They still keep the thing that going with moment, <laughs> which is great. But, and you've got like, even that step into like, like talking shit to Wonder Woman and stuff, which is cool. And you've really got when Superman, the black suit Superman comes, it's on. He's fucking awesome. I absolutely love this. I was actually cheating. I was in the bedroom watching this. I was actually standing up cheating during the scene because I can do that in the room, and in the bedroom myself. I know that I would usually do that in the cinemas, but whatever. At least I did that this time. I was totally marked out for this. This was awesome. So, you know, he defeats Steppenwolf, like, like Diana beheads him, chuck him through the portal. He basically gives the love of his head to Darkseid, and Darkseid's just like, yeah, see you later. I'll be back soon. <laughs> you know? So, um, that was great. Awesome stuff here. And of course, Darkseid is really great to see him. That was so stupid that he never picked anything up behind in the uh, theatrical cut in 2017. Don't understand that. It's funny, I'm, I'm ragging on the 2017 cut quite a lot. I did enjoy it for what it was, I just knew that there was something not quite right with it. And that, this has almost amplified that and made, and just improved upon it in every single way. And that is all the best scenes, and this also, what this cut has confirmed is all the best scenes from that were Zack Snyder all along. So there you go. Of course we get the uh, nightmare sequence as well. Now, you could say, well, this is just tacked on. True, it literally was, because they did just film this for you, but it was cool. It's fan service. We've got to remember this, this is a fan service movie, and this service is the fans brilliantly. Got the great scene with that, and yeah, he learns. Joker's like taunting him, basically confirming that Joker murdered Robin, never saying a man to do a boy wonder to do a man's job in these days. Great line. Uh, great moment. He was talking about. That was talking about her Harley Quinn died and his wounds and all that as well. <coughs> and then he even says though, I will fucking kill you. It's one of those things with the F bomb being dead and and then intense scene, so it definitely feels um great stuff here. Goes well, he's he's on the case for like oh yeah, I forgot to mention as well. Uh Deathstroke or whatever that that post credit scene from the original cut is there put in at the end here. And actually, Shield, you know, the bit where like Lex Luthor actually escapes from Arkham, and they, they mention the the, the Ultimate Edition three cut that Lex Luthor was going to get moved to Arkham. I don't know why they moved that one from the original theatrical version. I don't know because I believe Kevin knows what Arkham is, especially with that game Arkham Asylum. But whatever, it is what it is. But when we come, this is a great moment. It's a great fan service moment. It sort of ties in the whole Lois Lane as the key thing to Lois Lane in this night which he has died and it's broken Superman. You actually see before the resurrect Superman those things when they show little flashes that they want. Dark side comforting Superman is his 
and on his shoulder and the sword and the woman lying dead in this alternate version here Aquaman has died and got Amber Heard with a weird accent I don't know what's happened to her accent here but <laughs> who knows but there we go yeah. it's just a great little moment with Batman a proper scene between Ben Affleck's Batman and Jared Leto's Joker I, really I think Jared Leto is an, an underrated Joker they always go down as the guy that they in between Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix the two best but he did a good job I always enjoyed his part and this was a good scene I really enjoyed this scene First like Bruce Wayne wakes up and then Martian Manhunter comes to say, Oh yeah, you saved the team and I'm here to help you as well. And you're just like, oh, like, you know. And then it just begins. So there you have it. Science Savers Justice League. Fantastic movie. I absolutely loved it. There was tons to talk about as well. There's probably tons of stuff I've missed. Yeah, but here you go. I've only actually watched it once yet all the way through. Looking forward to watching it again. So Oh, it'd be interesting to see where we go from here. I don't know if there's any plans to restore the Snyder version, especially with, you know, you've got the Robert Pattinson Batman coming out next year. So I don't know if maybe Ben Affleck's done on that. I don't know if he'll be ultimate, ultimate timelines. They probably got me because you, you do risk confusing the audience as well. And we don't want this film. I will say this, as much as I love it, it's a fan's film. This isn't the film I can show to a casual DC, someone who's just interested in watching a superhero movie. You get lost very quickly. I'd say go back to the start and watch Man Steel from the start and then build up to this. But there you go. Zack Snyder's just as is awesome. You really did love it. Real pleasure talking about it. So if you've made it this far or listened to any of this, thank you very much for listening. Really pleasure. And uh, thank you very much for listening.